Praise the Lord. You are listening to a word from the Lord, a radio and internet ministry of the Refuge Temple Church of Burlington, North Carolina. Refuge Temple Church is located in the heart of Burlington, NC at 152 North Main Street. Our pastor is Bishop Reginald J. Davis. Refuge Temple Church is a spirit-filled, Bible-believing, multicultural ministry ordained by Jesus Christ to serve him, his kingdom, and the community from Main Street to the world. We welcome you to join us now for anointed music and the word of God. If you've been with me since the close of 2019 and the opening of 2020, you know that the Holy Spirit has had us spend time studying and learning about him. And thus we have titled this series, The Theology of the Holy Spirit. I hope that as I have been preaching and teaching that you have learned something or rediscovered something about the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter five and verse 22, the Bible says, but the fruit and please notice the singular nature of that word fruit. Of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. And temperance is added as well to that list. Joy comes with the Holy Ghost. Ask your neighbor, do you have the Holy Ghost? Answer the question. And say, where is the joy? Hallelujah. Because if the fruit or the output of the Spirit of God is just like an apple, and in the apple you have vitamin C, you have iron, you have nutrients, and you can't bite the apple and not taste the nutrients that are in the apple. In other words, if, you wanna, if you're biting an orange, you can't say, I'm going to have this orange, but I'm not going to have the vitamin C. That's impossible. By the same token, you can't taste the Holy Ghost and not taste his joy. Come on, somebody. So I struggle with people that um, speak in tongues but have no joy. I struggle with people that live holy but have no joy. I struggle with people that claim a relationship with Jesus Christ but have no joy. Because to me, it's impossible to be connected with the Holy Ghost and joy is not manifested in your life. And if you're missing joy, it's because you need the Holy Ghost. If your joy got away, it's because you need to be restored spiritually because joy is an essential element of what God brings to us when he imparts his spirit into us. Today's lesson message has three simple parts and I'm gonna be as brief as possible. The first one is to define joy. What is joy? What does it mean to possess or to have joy? The second, piece of this message is what compromises joy. 
Because I'm of the opinion that some people have received the Holy Ghost and they received it with joy, but something has happened to compromise their joy. And thirdly, if my joy has indeed been compromised, how is joy restored? In the Old Testament, the phrase or the word joy comes from the Hebrew word simha, simha, which means rejoicing, it means gladness, it means pleasure, it means happiness expressed, expressed. In other words, you cannot have joy that is not expressed. Okay, I, I, one person got it. You cannot have joy that is not expressed. And these folk that just say, it's just bubbling in me, but I don't express it, what you got? Come on, somebody. Because there is something so uniquely powerful about the Holy Spirit that there are some of you in here that have tried to suppress your joy, but the joy was too much. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You went to church, and today I'm too dressed up to lift my hands. You don't know what I paid for this dress. You don't know what I paid for this suit. And I, I, I'm just not going there to do all that jumping and shouting and hollering and screaming. That just ain't, and, and some of us say that's just not my personality. And I, and I acknowledge that because if I would be honest, see, y'all know me now, but if you knew me before, this kind of expressiveness and worship was not who I was. All right, before I got saved, I didn't, and this is just the truth, before I got saved, I literally thought they had service practice before the rest of us got there. I said, ain't no way they can do all that jumping and shouting and dancing, and they didn't rehearse this stuff before they got in service. So they must meet on another night, see, this, this is my mind, when, when the rest of us aren't there, and that's when they practice what they're going to do on Sunday. And that was before I had my own experience of joy. Hallelujah. Because when the Lord saves you, he, it is so magnificent that joy has to follow what he does. And, 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 and I'm going to say this again. You don't have joy if you never express it. It's kind of like folk that said they had love. Come on, somebody. And, 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 and you got a significant other, you got a husband, you got a wife, and Valentine's Day came, and you just said, I love you. But you know what? Love makes you do some stuff. Come on, somebody. Love makes you buy flowers when you hate flowers. Come on, somebody. Love makes you buy jewelry when you think jewelry is too expensive. Y'all ain't got to say nothing, but I'm telling the truth. Love pushes you to take your wife out to dinner when you'd rather she cook at home. Come on, somebody. Because that's what love does. Love is what love does. And joy is what joy does. Now, we don't have to do the same thing in worship, but everybody ought to do something in worship. Some of y'all are dancers, and you're good at it. All of us ain't dancers. Come on, somebody. Some of us are just, this is it. This is all the dance you're going to get out of me because that's all I got. And that's okay. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all are hand wavers. You just wave your hands. Some of us, praise our God, are, 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 are vocal folk. We holler. We scream at a result of the joy of the Holy Spirit. But if you have joy, that joy has to be expressed somewhere in the worship experience. So if you have joy, I need everybody to do just do what you do.
If it's joy, you will do something. Katanama, if it's joy, you will do something. You will do something because joy pushes you to express. At the same time, joy is also a matter of the heart. Ask somebody, is your joy inward or outward? That's important. Because outward joy requires a outward catalyst. Somebody has to push you into doing something to express your joy. Come on, saints, clap your hands. Come on, saints, wave your hands. Come on, saints, do something. That's that outward expression. But inward joy doesn't require you say anything to me. Come on, somebody. If I have inward joy, you can say nothing. Y'all ain't saying this. And the joy on the inside will speak for itself. In fact, I, I, oh God, I thank God for a joy that I can think myself into a praise. Woo, shatama. Hey, God, if nobody says anything, if I'm sitting by myself, and in fact, if you've never rejoiced alone, you ain't got no joy. Come on, somebody. If you've never rejoiced in the privacy of your bedroom, if you've never rejoiced sitting behind the wheel of your car, if you've never rejoiced in the bathroom when nobody else was with you, you really don't have joy. If it takes an organ to excite you, that ain't joy. If it takes drums to move you, that is not joy. If it takes a tambourine, to get you happy, that is not joy. Because all that's required for joy is I know something about the joy of my salvation. So I can just sit and start to think. Oh, God, don't, don't, don't even say anything to me. Just let me sit here and think about how good the Lord has been to me and how much I value my relationship with him. Oh God, something starts to stir on the inside. Some of us cry and we ain't sad. Come on somebody. It's just the notion of God's goodness brings tears to our eyes. Come on, somebody. Some of us rock. Come on, somebody. And there's no music playing. I see folk rocking right now. Come on, somebody. Oh, God, because there's something about that joy that starts stirring. and the, the, You're trying hard not to disrupt the flow of the worship, so I'll just move from side to side because that's me telling me there's joy in, in this house. There's joy in my heart. Joy in the New Testament in the Greek is shara, C-H-A-R-A, that's designed to be continual because joy for the New Testament believer is based upon our relationship with Jesus Christ. So as long as I'm connected with him, I've got joy. I've got joy on bad days because I'm connected with him. I've got joy when, when stuff is not going right for me because I'm connected with him. Joy stirs in my heart even when people are saying negative things to me and about me because it, the joy doesn't come from them. The joy comes from my relationship with Jesus Christ. It's produced by the Spirit. 
The fruit, the output, the product of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, etc., etc., etc. So, so let's talk about joy. A believer prays with joy. And, 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 and even when I'm in trouble, joy comes into the midst of my prayer because I know the person I'm talking to hears me. Who katanama. See, see, some of y'all don't pray, so y'all don't know what I'm about to say. You can be on your knees, on your face, and start to rejoice, and nothing got better. I was sick when I got on my knees. I'm still sick, but joy is stirring because I talk to the God that I serve. Glory to God. You know what? That, so, so you can pray in joy because if the Bible says, if he hears me, I am confident that he will grant my profession, Anybody, my, 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 my petition. Anybody here know that you prayed about something? It has not been fixed yet, but you know God heard you, so you can rejoice just because you know God hurt. See, y'all ain't getting this. Too many of us miss the victory because we wait for the manifestation to materialize. God first gives unction in the spirit before he gives materialization. That means God plants the miracle in you first and you need to rejoice in the miracle without seeing the miracle. This ain't my notes, but y'all get this for free. Some of y'all have not received because you haven't praised it into existence. Oh, God. Oh, hallelujah. You still waiting for it to show up, and you're you saying, Lord, when you bless me, I'm going to dance, and I'm going to run, and I'm going to praise. But if you got the faith that God has already heard you, you ought to start running right now. You ought to start dancing right now because that's going to come in front of the manifestation. A believer gives thanks with joy. Anybody here know you're blessed already? I wish you would just open your mouth and tell the Lord, thank you right now. Hallelujah. Thanking him for what he has already done in your life. A believer receives the word with joy. I, I really wonder about folk that are never moved by the preaching of the word. And it's not because my ego needs y'all to say amen or to shout hallelujah or to get on your feet. It's because if this is God's word, how else do you receive the word except with joy? And, 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 oh, and this one's going to throw you. Even if the word is about me, I need to receive it with joy. Even if the word condemns me, y'all ain't saying nothing. I need to receive that word in joy. Why, Bishop? Because God loved me enough not to let me die in my sin, but to warn me about my sin. So if the word knocks me upside the head, when I get off the floor, Lord, I thank you, because you love me enough to find me in the word. 
Find me in the word. The believer welcomes fellow believers with joy. How do we embrace people other than our friends? How do we receive them other than our friends? If I like you, I smile. Praise the Lord. It is great to see you. But if I don't know you like that, and I don't happen to like you, some of us won't even say anything. And folks speak to us, yeah, stay silent, stay silent, stay silent. Don't say nothing right now, because I'm fussing for real. We don't even acknowledge their presence. And every person God made should be acknowledged by the other people God made. They don't have to live in your house for you to acknowledge their presence. They don't have to be your best friend for you to acknowledge their presence. They don't have to be somebody that grew up with you, went to college with you, hung out with you for you to acknowledge their presence. The fact that God made them requires that you acknowledge who God made. And then when you add to that the fact that they have been born again, you're going to sit there and ignore somebody that God not only made, but God saved. God help us. So I need to receive other believers with joy. Why? You know why? Because that means God has saved somebody besides me. Shake somebody and say, you ain't the only one saved. We ought to receive other believers with joy. Today, I'm, I'm, I'm excited because I'm sitting here looking at one of our former associate pastors who was ordained out of this church. He moved away to Indiana, then to Texas, and he came by to see about us. And, and the moment I saw him, come on somebody, I had to embrace him because you receive other believers. Come on somebody, with joy, come on somebody. You ought to be glad to see Joe Banny sitting in Refuge Temple this morning because he's another believer that we receive with joy. Joy transcends all earthly circumstances. Joy is not, I repeat, not circumstantial. So if your joy only works when your pockets are fat, it's not joy. If your joy only works when people like you and speak well of you, it's not joy. If your joy only works when you have a full belly, y'all ain't saying nothing, and all your kids' teeth are straight, that ain't joy. But joy works when stuff ain't working in your life. That's why somebody that has real joy, to some degree, you can never really tell when they're going through because their rejoicing doesn't change. They dance just as hard broke as they do in prosperity. They rejoice just as much sick as they do when they feel great. They rejoice just as much when everybody loves them as when everybody hates them. In fact, hardship provides the proof of the reality of your joy. If you only rejoice when on the good days, that's not joy. And that's not a believer. Because anybody... If I walked in here 
with Steve Harvey and Publishers Clearinghouse and handed you that $5,000 a week for the rest of your life, if you ain't got the Holy Ghost, you're going to jump, you're going to holler, you're going to scream, you're going to cry. Because that's an external impetus for your rejoicing. But if I had nothing, could I open my mouth and say, Lord, I thank you. If I was in the middle of an affliction, God, I give you the glory. If I'm sick, if things aren't going well in my relationship, can I still open my mouth and bless God because he's good? So, 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 so we rejoiced for Thanksgiving for a moment ago, but I need somebody that had a difficult week, that had a hard time, that it, this was not the best week of your life, but there's still joy in your spirit to open your mouth and do something to show God that you appreciate Oh, Shatama, don't praise him out of your feelings. Praise him out of your joy. Don't rejoice out of your circumstance. Rejoice out of your joy. Oh, God, you know what the Bible says? This is for some of y'all that are going through. The Bible says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Pastor, I got some stuff going on. But I'm going to learn how to look at it and call it joy. Now, now, now before y'all say, well, you done lost your mind. How do you look at negative stuff and call it joy? I look at it through the dimension of my faith. Now, the Bible says all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose. All things, not just good things, all things. So, so part of my faith in who I am and my faith in who God is is that I can even look at a negative situation and find a way to open my mouth and give God the glory. Oh, hallelujah. Find a way to bless him. I'm going to tell you a true story. I haven't talked about this much, but I remember praying for four months for God to spare my mother's life. I remember laying on the floor. I remember, praise our God, laying in my living room, laying on my face. I remember taking blessed oil and anointing her and praying for her and anointing her. I had y'all praying and fasting for her. And on June 4th, my mother closed her eyes and she passed away. I remember the first time she coded, they brought the doctors in and they brought her back and we started, I started singing to her. Oh God, sitting around her bedside. I was singing, one day I am going where Jesus is. And as she began to expire, they took us out the room and they came back a few minutes later and said we couldn't bring her back. And the Holy Spirit told me, right here right now you got to lift your hands and give God the glory how in the world do you worship when the person you who brought you in the world has been taken from you it was not my strength it was not my title but when the Lord saved me he gave me joy so I found a way to lift my hands I found a way to open my mouth I'm talking to somebody you suffered loss but the Holy Ghost is is telling me to tell you that the only way you will survive is to learn how to give God the glory in the middle of everything. Count it all joy. What diminishes joy? First element 
is circumstantial displacement. Things are not working as I planned. Anybody had that testimony? I planned for this. I got something else. And it's starting to eat away at my joy. In fact, if I could be candid with you, every time you get ready to praise the Lord, the devil reminds you of what's not working in your life. Your hand is halfway up. The devil says, how are you going to praise and broke as you are? And you bring your hand back down. You get ready to say hallelujah. And as you put the wind in your lungs to open your mouth, the devil says, but your marriage is on the rocks. How are you going to say hallelujah? You get ready to, to dance because God knows you can feel the presence of God and you're about to step out in the aisle. And the Holy Ghost says, you know, you're sick. And if you praise him, you're going to get sicker. And so you take your seat. Circumstances start dictating joy. Sometimes joy is diminished by the weariness of real life. Anybody here dealing with some long-standing situations? And those can be challenging because if it will come and leave, I could handle it. But it just lingers. I pray and it lingers. I fast and it lingers. I get in the prayer line and prophecy is given to me and it still lingers. And it's wearing me down. Paul understood that experience. Paul said, I went to the Lord three times concerning one thorn and said, Lord, just take it from me. And the first two times, I didn't hear anything. But the last time I went to God, he said, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength, Ishama, is made perfect in weakness. Some of y'all ought to be rejoicing because you are at a point in your situation where you know you don't have the strength to carry on. And every time you step, oh, hallelujah, it's not you, it's the Holy Ghost that's keeping you alive, that's holding you up. I need somebody here that's in the middle of some stuff that hadn't been worked out yet, but God's grace is sustaining you in the middle of it. Oh, God, that's why Paul said, I've learned how to glory in infirmities. I learned how to glory in necessities. I learn how to glory in reproaches for when I am weak, oh God, then am I strong. Lean over to somebody beside you and say, I'm not even supposed to be here. But God is keeping me. Oh, hallelujah. If the enemy had had his way, I lost my mind. If the enemy had his way, I would have given up a long time ago. But God is holding me. I need somebody in here to rejoice right now in survival. Oh, God, I know you haven't come through yet, but just that I survive is worthy of a praise. Just that I'm still living is worthy of a praise. The devil tried to take my mind. The devil 
tried to take my life. The devil tried to take my joy. But here I am in the house of God in affliction, but I'm still standing. Persecuted, but I'm still standing. Rolling in the floor, but I'm still standing. Fighting demons left and right, but I'm still standing. I need to give him the glory. Come on, open your mouth. 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 I'm not done. I'm going to quit right there. Oh, God. Come on, touch a neighbor and tell them after all I've been through, I still have my joy. Oh, God. All you can see is my dance. But if you knew the hell I went through just to give this dance, you wouldn't look at me. You would dance with me. If you knew all the pain I suffered, if you knew all the tests I've endured, if you knew all the tears I've cried, you wouldn't just look at me. You would help me give God the glory. Oh, God, I'm so glad that he's a keeper. Anybody glad about that? I'm so glad he's a keeper. I've been twisted. I've been tied. I've been persecuted. I've been in hell and high water, but the Lord is keeping me. I felt like dying. I said, Lord, take me because I'm done, but he wouldn't let me die. He just kept on keeping me. Oh, God, the enemy put suicide in my mind, put suicide in my thoughts. But before I could do it, the Lord came to see about me and said, I didn't save you to die. I saved you to live. I saved you to live. Shake somebody. Tell them God said live. God said live. We hope that you were blessed by this broadcast today. If you desire prayer or want more information about our church, please call us at 336-570-3664. Again, that's 336-570-3664. You can also go to our website for more information about our ministry at www.refugetemplenc.com. Again, that's www.refugetemplenc.com. Pastor Reginald and Lady Charity Davis and the Refuge Temple family would like to invite you to worship with us whenever you are in the Burlington area. If this ministry has blessed you, please write to us at P.O. Box 3552, Burlington, N.C., 27215. That's P.O. Box 3552, Burlington, N.C., 27215 or email us info at refugetemplenc.com. That's info at refugetemplenc.com. God bless you, and until next time, shalom, shalom.